Vicious. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Not a fun one today, but you know, we have to lose sometimes, don't we? Um, so it's accurate and Stanley away defeat we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about a scheduled game. You know, no, no, we covered how these things go, but we're playing Lincoln in a couple of days' time, so we're going to preview that as well. Um, I don't expect any footballers to turn up randomly to this episode, but who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so. Um, let's see how we get on. Uh, as everybody hopefully here already, Danny's with us. No, thanks for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. Um, Ben's not with us, so let's grief him. Um, Ben's <laughs> just decided to put his friends in front of us, which is obviously very, very, very disappointing. Um, but what that means is we do have, for Mick, from everyone's favourite place, a car park in Wales. Hey. Hello. How's the car park in I'm Wales? It's coming out, Mick. Yeah, lovely. Very dark. I had to keep engine running to make sure windows don't steam up, otherwise I will be attracting police. But on the upside, I can get straight into calls after this and get myself some beer, so happy days, mate. It's lovely this time, on a on a holiday, bank holiday. It appears to be. I'm just looking at it now, and I've seen people walking in and out, lights are on. We'll get a try when we finish, so don't be long. I'm going to say, it wouldn't be frustrating if it finished, if it shut at nine and we finished and we stopped recording just at nine. So you don't have time to go get yourself some beer. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's smarten your act up then. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, because we just did the Christmas last week. Danny, how was your Christmas? Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, as we said with the, uh, the episode that was graced by the bar lasses, um, Mine's quite a, a nice steady Christmas. Just went over to my granddad's, had uh, a nice Christmas dinner um, on Christmas Day. And then after the uh, the Accrington game, I went round there again with more or less the whole family and had bubble and squeak. And anyone who hasn't tried my nan's bubble and squeak, oh, it's perfection. <laughs> Absolute perfection. Um, so, yeah, so that was a, a nice uh, positive after the Accrington game. We all needed a positive after our game, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and for, your, and for, the, for a listen, go on, don't Just to, I got that from my dad <laughs> as well. Uh, so that went down well after the Accrington game as well, let me tell you. <laughs> it looks like the, that looks like whiskey's gone down quite well already, Danny, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> just put some in my tea before we talk about Accrington, so I'll need it. <laughs> uh, Mick, how was your Christmas uh, for our listeners and viewers? Yeah, all right, mate. No problem. Nothing to report, really. Just Christmas, weren't it? Usual mm-hmm. socks and pants. Yeah. And well, what else? What, 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 what was your uh, big present from me? Uh, from you? Yeah, what did I get you for Christmas? I can't remember. <laughs> I, can't I, no idea. Blow... I can't remember. I got you a blow oh, yes. Zimmer frame. Yes, you did. <laughs> Indeed, you did, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my uh, favourite present we've got anybody for this Christmas. <laughs> that's why I've forgotten about it already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I will. Um, so I hope everybody's had a good Christmas and the obviously new year coming up. Um, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. No, I'm kidding. Poison's big whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the run had to end. So let's start before we get into the nooks and crannies of the game, Danny. Let's just like like a lot of people did after the game yesterday. Let's applaud the unbeaten run because yeah. it's been amazing, and that's where we should start by recognizing the run we've been on. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you can tell we've been on an exceptional run of form and unbeaten of unbeaten games. When our neighbours from S six have already parked, but going, oh, we're on a twelve game unbeaten yeah. run. Oh, it's incredible. Just to point out, they have only won five of those twelve. The rest have been draws. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. But yeah, twenty one games unbeaten. It's it's a colossal effort for a club at any sort of level. I mean. I've said this time and again to a few people. If a man, if a Man City or a Liverpool was on that sort of run, they would get aired on Sky all the time about it. But because it's happened in League One, there's been no mention of it really, other than on a couple Quest things and on, I think Paddy Power mentioned it as well in Bet Three Six Five. So it has got a bit of recognition both for us yeah. and the games that, and the clubs that we've overcome during it. Um. But at the same time, like we've said, it did have to end at some point. Um, it's just quite unfortunate that it didn't end with a battling 1-0 against one of the big teams in the division. It sort of ended a bit with a whimper. You know, we didn't really have any sort of pride in the game. I mean, fair play to Action Stanley, you know. They've overturned us and fair play to them and their goal was incredible. But at the same time, our performance didn't really merit a one that was going for 22 games. It, yeah. it, just, it just seemed a bit lackluster and I think that's why a lot of people were frustrated at it at the end of the game yeah no definitely uh make I've dragged up a, it's a it's a stat that I thought of in my own head and it's an interesting one um that I hope doesn't get repeated so every time that our podcast has spoken to a Rotherham United player we've gone on to lose the next league game now that's only happened twice when we spoke to Richard Wood we then lost to Fleetwood and we've now spoke to Victor and Dan Barlasser and now we've lost to Accrington um, so if Sam Todd is watching it, honestly, it's not our fault. <laughs> no, we haven't done it. It's not our fault, Mick. Uh, Mick, the, the run, amazing. Amazing, like Danny just said. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure. As many people have said, it's a pleasure to be a Miller at the moment. It really is. Um, and, and, yeah, the, we, we've talked and talked about it, haven't we, on this podcast, and like we said, it had to come to an end sooner or later. And I guess, like a number of people have again have said on social media, I suppose what better place for it to come to an end would than, than Accrington Stanley. You know, the first time I play him after after the, the tragic uh, circumstances the last time. So I suppose it's, there's a bit of symmetry there, isn't there, really? You know, if anybody was going to beat us, um, it deserves to be them just for the way they are. Um, mm. So, so yeah, but we we move on now, don't we? We move on. Um, we don't interview any more players till the end of the season, uh, and we go for <laughs> champions. That seems to be how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, frustrating. Fair, we've got a quick comment from Josh Smith, who was with us. Thank you for joining us, Josh. Uh, he said, "Poor result yesterday. Could have been three or four up at half time. Poor defending from Chio." Uh, for their goal, as you can hear Victor shout away in the highlights, all about how we react. Yeah, let's talk about mm. the goal. Um, first of all, there's plenty more to cover from the game itself and from the day itself, but from the, the goal, first of all, Danny, 
at the time, because obviously we were stood behind the goal, it was difficult to see it. In my head, I initially blamed Victor. Because when the ball bounces like that, you're thinking, God, the keeper's got to come out. But when I watched it back, it bounced near penalty spot. So yeah. for me, there's no no fault on Victor. It's Chio, unfortunately. Chio's got to come out and get that ball and he waits for it. And you can't be reactive like that in the in your own penalty box. You've got to be positive, haven't you? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, as a as a good defender, you don't let the ball bounce. An opposition ball bounce in the penalty area. Before it hits floor, it's either sent back from where it came from and cleared or it's sent outwards, um, out of the box. Um, but again, it, it can be put down to Chio not being a natural defensive player. He is an attacking player. He's he playing in a role that where he has to be a bit defensive. Um, you, you could say because... Harding was in that position. Harding's more of a wide player as well. We were missing Reg through injury, um, which I think you could probably tell with our defence. Defence wasn't as solid as normal without Reg. Um, but yeah, it, I think to, to put the blame on Chio solely is doing him a bit of a disservice. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't let the ball bounce in the penalty box. Either the keeper's coming for it, but if the keeper shouts away, like you say on the highlights, someone has to get the nut on it and get it away. Yeah. Um, but then, to Accrington's credit, the finish were amazing. This is brilliant. You know, you, you can't knock it. I mean, the defensive was poor, but the the, the goal from Accrington, wow. You know, wow, good goal. But again, it's gone down to that thing of we get undone when we're not playing well by a worldie. And then lose the game. Look at Fleetwood. We didn't play particularly well at Fleetwood. Got undone by a worldie, and then we ended up losing. The only game we haven't, the only games we haven't really lost through a worldie is Wigan and Chef Wednesday. Um, but yeah, like Josh said, it's all about how we react now. Which, funnily enough, is also against Lincoln. We had a good reaction yeah, get after the Fleetwood game, and now we've got Lincoln again. So talk about symmetry. I, yeah, I, I, I think that's a little bit more than coincidence. <laughs> that you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I talk all the time about football throwing up these random things. The fact that our run started at Lincoln and our first game after our next defeat is Lincoln just sums football up. That's just quality. Mm. Um, Mick, your views on the goal. Uh, it seemed to have been in slow motion, really, didn't it, at time, I felt. Yeah, it did. It did. And, you know, looking at, looking back at it, you, you're right that Chio should have, uh, should have done better, I guess. Even for his header, he, he seemed to either well, he seemed to jump a little bit too early, and therefore couldn't get enough on the header. Mm. Um, but but look, after after the way Chio's playing, we cannot be heaping blame on the lad. You know, he knows he's done wrong. He knows he didn't deal with it well, and um, and the reaction of the players after him afterwards, going up to him and and you know getting him sort of uh, encouraging him and everything else, uh, just sums up again. It sums up the, what we've got in this squad. Um, so and then, like you said, what a finish! What a finish! You know, if you're going to lose a 21 on game, um, 21 game unbeaten run, it might as well be to an overhead kick, and it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just, just stunning finish. Um, and let's be fair. Overall, I think to deserve that victory yesterday. We were poor. We were lacklustre. We were tired. We we looked tired. We didn't look at the races at all. Probably for the whole of the game. To be fair. Um, and we haven't done for four or five games, so I think it's I think it's probably the right time for this to happen, um, and and hopefully it'll just sort of um, cement that determination that they've clearly got as a team and as a squad to uh, to, to to now kick on. Mm. 
Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so, indeed. Uh, but Danny, the game could have been maybe not over by half time, but which, like again, Josh says, we could have been a couple up. Freddie's missed yeah. a really good chance. There's a couple other good chances. I know it was below what we probably expect, but it certainly the first half wasn't a bad performance. We were the better team in the first half. Yeah, I think we probably just snuck it as a better team in the first half. But again, football is a game of it doesn't matter how you play, it's how you take your chances. We didn't take ours and we fluffed it and Accrington took their best chance of the game, arguably, and you know, they've won the game. Um one thing I did pick up on was that <laughs> um a lot of people have been saying that Smith is now in in the rut of winning player of the month, or at least being in the running for it. And that's why his form's out the window. Now, this is a question that I want people in the comments and both you two to answer. Do you think Smith needs to be put on the bench for the next game? And then that might encourage him to try and kick on a little bit. For me, no. I, I, all Smith's doing... Smith is not really changed the way he's, he's playing for me. He's, he's playing exactly the same. He's still doing the dog work. Uh, maybe he's lost a little bit of confidence, but that doesn't mean he's playing badly. It, Accrington are one of the biggest teams in this division and they use it very cleverly. I have a lot of respect for the, what they do other than to throw themselves around. And he won his fair share, didn't he? Let's be fair. But he, mm. he, Smith, he wasn't bullied. Um, I mean, anybody that thought that Smith would go on to get 25 goals this season, I think we were all kidding ourselves a little bit, weren't we? The run was going to come to an end. If he was a natural goal scorer, he wouldn't be a Rotherham United. So, for me, he's doing his job. Mick, what do you think? Um, uh, there's an argument to say that we we, uh, we we give him a rest. There is an argument for that. Um, we, you know, if 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 it was, for example, um, Dan Barlas uh, having having a similar sort of run, maybe he might get swapped out and given a rest. I don't know. Um, so there is an argument to say that he's he's losing his touch and he's not the player that he was or whatever. I think it's a ridiculous statement, but nobody's actually said that. But you know what I mean. Um, I, I I just think. He is in a bit of a, a strikers, particularly strikers, go through periods of inform and out of form in terms of goal scoring, um, and, and that's where Smithy is at the moment. Um, he's, he's crucial to the way that we play, and as you said, he's still doing his job. He's still doing the job, his main job, and his main job is not really to score the goal. You know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's not. It's to put that effort in, put that craft in, and create the chances up. Up there, uh, and he's, I mean, he still got an assist in the last game at, at Cambridge, you know. So, so no, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of that at the moment, um, unless there's an issue in terms of fatigue. In that case, then yeah, maybe he has a rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, now I'm not, I'm not worried about his form at all. Glad I agree with you. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Brill. Um, <laughs> the only, only thing you can question then is Freddie. And I'm reluctant to, to question him, Danny, because he works hard. He, he's, he is mm. working hard. And I think the goals will come. He's, he's unlucky in the first half because Accrington were just throwing themselves at shots. They defended gallantly, is the is the word. So, he didn't, but he didn't score again. How much of a problem is that? I think um, with our front line, I think... Well, Accrington are a really tall team, aren't they? Mm. I mean, one of their centre halves looks like he should be playing basketball, in man football. Do you see Yeah, exactly. And I think that may play into Smith's performance, especially against Accrington, because yeah. 
you know, if he's got a big a bigger centre half against him, which is a very rare thing for Michael Smith, he tends he tends just to cancel each other out. Mm. You know, if if they both play well, it's just uh, it makes Smith look poor because he's not been able to be as fluid as he normally is. Uh, same with Freddie. Freddie um, likes to you know lurk on the six yard box and run through defenders. But if he's a lot bigger than you, you know, you know, it's yeah. going to be quite hard for him to do. Um, but with Freddie, it, it seems it seems he goes on a run after coming on as a substitute for quite a lot. He goes on a brilliant yeah. scoring run, um, when he, and then gets starting, and then he sort of drops off a bit. So I'm wondering if it's time to start Grig because Grig does really well when he comes on as, as a starting player. Um, give him a run in the team like next to Smith. And then bring Freddie on as the sub, let him build up that desire to break into the first team again, and then we'll probably get more goals from Freddie. You know, it, it's not it's not him being a poor player because when he's a brilliant player, he's unplayable, um, especially if you're in the back line. But it goes down to a thing of if he's in the team all the time, sometimes you do need that little spell out mm. of the starting eleven to get your desire back in you. You know, get the get the drive to, to to go out and try and score, and we might do that against Lincoln um, because we're playing Lincoln and then Bolton in the space of a week. Um, so that's a possibility. But Freddie has got a lot of goals this season as well. You know, so that that'll be what the what Paul Warren's playing on his mind. You know, but for me personally, I'd take Freddie out, uh, put Grig in, um, add that dynamic to it, and then. Because we, we didn't have that against Lincoln. We didn't start Grigg and Smith against Lincoln, did we? No, or did we? Grigg came on late, didn't he? Yeah, so well, maybe... Was switch... it his first game or second game? Um, second game after Donny game, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's his first time coming on as a sub in, in the league, I think. Mm. So switch it up. Let them play against Grigg because they won't know how to deal with Grigg because they get, he came on late in the game. So if we start him, mm. it might upset Lincoln. Mm. Yeah. I think I said, and, and, and to be fair, when Grigg came on yesterday, Mick, I know Freddie had that chance in the first half, but Grigg was a constant threat. And again, it, it was all it was was Accrington throwing themselves at his feet that stopped him from getting a very good shot on target from Grigg, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was. And let, let's be fair, both Freddie and Smithy yesterday were arguing to nothing, really, weren't they, with the size of their defence? Um, and and with, with the referee... Um, and this is not an excuse. I'm not making excuses for the fact we lost. We lost and deserve to lose. Uh, but for the referee assisting them every single possible way he possibly could, mm. um, and then playing it, you know, I mean, he. Uh, I thought I thought yeah, he was one of the worst referees we've had this season, quite frankly. Uh, and that's a big you know, shout. Gave absolutely. <laughs> that is a big shout, but but he gave everything. Mm. He gave absolutely every time. There were a couple of times when their player. An Accrington player fell over with nobody near him, absolutely nobody even close to him, and he gave the free kick. Um, and, and they played on that, which I, I don't agree with, I don't like. Um, but neither Freddie <laughs> nor Smithy, yeah, neither Freddie nor Smithy got any protection whatsoever, and they were they they were bullied to the, within an inch of their lives. Um, and like you said. You know, they play to the strength, I think, tonight, and I accept that. And, and you know, you know, if, if they're going to be strong and physical at the back there, which they were, not a problem with that. But, um, you know, the referees need to need to deal with that properly and not not the way that he did yesterday. Um, and, and like I said, I don't agree with Accrington, the way that they dealt with the referee, because they realised what they were doing, and so they just threw themselves about. Not a fan of that either, it's cheating. 
but that's that's how it is, isn't it? It was mainly Football. McConville, or whatever his name is. He he was an absolute mm. pig for throwing him centre round. Yeah, it were, yeah. Um, yeah, it Yeah, really frustrating. Uh, but hey, you know that that is football, isn't it? Yeah. That's how it is nowadays, and you know we've got to, we've got to deal with that. So you know you can't complain too much about it. Yeah, although I will. It's all you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for me, Danny, <laughs> where the game was won and lost was the midfield, and we lost the midfield mm. battle. Because of the physicality, because of the stre- because of the strength, and I don't want to say work rate because Rathbone did himself into the game. He did try, um, but that's a, that's a little bit of a concern that all they did was stop the midfield playing the ball. Now, if you're going to stop, that's easy enough for teams this team to do. You pack pack midfield three, make them busy. Don't let Barlas get on ball. Don't let Wiles push through. You've stopped us. Now, all right, we're going to break that down sometimes, but we need to. I've seen this after a 21-game unbeaten run. It concerns <laughs> me that that mm. has been an issue that other teams have stopped Wickham, stopped us, Bromley did for 40 minutes. Teams have managed to stop us at times, and that's something that, as a team, they need to figure out a way around that because well, teams will learn and do it more, won't they? Yeah, I think as well, when we played Oxford, they sussed out that our main yeah. distribution is in the midfield. Uh, and if you stop midfield, then... Like you virtually stop us dead because then we revert back to long ball, um, and yeah, and yeah, I don't, I don't think Smith is playing long ball this season. He's playing a different sort of football than mm. being the lone centre half because he's got Freddie in support. So he knows not to be connected to the long ball way of playing. We we have mm. good distribution in midfield, but when teams start to work it out, that's when you need to switch it up a bit. Um, yeah. Either bring your man in in the midfield and bring somebody out, um, and just switch up a little bit. Um, like you say, the when Ollie Rathburn was running him send ragged again, um, and at times he seemed to be the only person wanting to drive the team forward because they stopped the midfield so much that it just either went sideways or backwards. Yeah, you know, um, I noticed that Wales, you know, one of the best midfielders in the league, he was stopped so much that he probably played more back passes than he did forward passes, which is something that you don't want from a player like Wales. Same with Barlaser, they stopped uh, Barlaser. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alison Barlaser. Um, it, 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 they stopped him as well. They stopped him being able mm. to distribute the ball out wide or or forwards to the strikers, and it just completely stopped his way of playing, which we don't want to see. So I think, and I, and I noticed that when Warney brought Lindsay on, we had a bit more success in midfield because it added a different element to it. It's um, a bit more physical in Lindsay. It, 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 yeah. he's, he's just stronger, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if you play the same midfield three for a lot of a lot of games, teams do sort of look at each game and go, "Well, we can work that out." You know, they still play mm. this way. So I, I don't want to call myself a football manager or anything. I'm far from it, but for me. Potentially switch it up, bring Lindsay in, um, because then teams will just go. You know, it's, it's not the same system. We'll have to like redo it. You know, rework it out, uh, which could play into our benefit. Yeah, I thought yesterday we mentioned this on the way back, mate. That maybe it was a game with hindsight, with Captain Hindsight glasses on. It was maybe a game for a Dolphin because he is big and strong. Mm. Again, this is all hindsight, Mick. But do you think that with those goggles on? Do you think he would have made a difference? Yeah, I think he probably would. I think he probably would. Um, but but <laughs> none of us has got hindsight, have we? You know, no, yeah. where we're three 0 victory. You know, so 
So yeah, it's possible, and he may look to change that up and uh, change that midfield around a little bit uh, for the Lincoln and or Bolton games. Um, I think we've talked about it a couple of times now. Ben Wildfield seems to be a little bit out of it. He's not had much impact in the last three or four games uh, as Ben, and maybe there's some fatigue creeping in there as well because it's you know his game's a real high energy game, isn't it? Mm. Um, and and he's just not he's just not there at the moment. He's not getting the ball enough. And when he does get the ball, he's not, you know, he's not having, he's not got enough options open to him, so he's ended up either losing the ball or running down blind alleys. So there's a, there's a possibly an argument there for for uh, for him to have a bit of a rest. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. It's uh, it's in the hands of warning, and like Danny's just said, you know, neither us nor anybody else on social media, the football managers, we haven't. All we do is, is, is talk as fans, you know, we all speculate and, and in reality, none of us have got the first clue how to do that job. Um, so, it's going to be very, very difficult, but I suspect that might, we might see some changes on Wednesday on Wednesday night, potentially anyway. Mm. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Um, defensive unit though, Danny, I think the back, if you include victory at the back four, other than the goal, which again, he probably don't blame the back four for that, I'd saw a game, it, it, as we said earlier, will not get, might not get a more tougher physical battle this season than against Accrington. And for the most part, other than that one mistake, we stood up so well. Woody had a really good game. His, his clearance, all that led to the goal, was a brilliant added clearance. And that's what we did all game. It, it was a good defensive performance. I know we lost, but it was still a good defensive performance. Yeah, I, I think it was possibly below our normal levels with Reg out injured. But to bring in... A back three that isn't like our usual back three. They have done very well, um, of course, other than the goal and such. And I think because we've got leaders in both Woody and Icky, I noticed that towards the end of the game, they were in a further forward position than some of the midfielders. And I think that's just that drive of, excuse me, of just wanting to push us forward as much as they can. Um, And when Woody was walking off at the end of the game... He had a face like thunder. He was annoyed, <laughs> you know. And as the captain, you will be, you know. But yeah, like you say, I think other than the goal and forgetting route one defending, which is if it's in the box, get it out. Uh, other than that, they did have a good performance. Um, if Reggie's okay enough, I think he will come back in on Wednesday. Um, but we may save him for Bolton if it's still on New Year's Day. So we might see the same back three against Lincoln, which is no issue because yeah. they are very all, all, they are all good defenders in their own right. Mm. Yeah, they are. Absolutely are. Um, Ray Smedley is with us. Hi, Ray. Happy New Year to all. Um, it's got, but I've got to say, I'm not picking him picking him on him as, as he's one of our own, but Ben Wiles has been poor the last couple of games, like, like Mick mentioned. Uh, you notice when he gives the ball away, his head goes down. Yeah, he's one of them players, I think, when he's in form, when he's not in form, that's how he plays. Um, but I'll come experience. He's still, he's still, you know, that's one part of his game. He is still learning. He's clearly learning on, and needs to, needs to improve. And he doesn't, he does tell him that, does he? Uh, <laughs> but we couldn't have played Accrington as it turns out. Mick, and this is not hindsight. We couldn't have played Accrington at a worse time. Really, the four wins out now, four wins out of the last five. That was their celebration game for the twenty years since. John Coleman and I think Jimmy Bell have been at the club. It just sort of worked against them. And, and I'm talking about the play, their players launched themselves. It was clearly a big game for them, not just playing top of the league. It's Boxing Day, which is a big game. And it's their anniversary game. 
it's, it was all a little bit of a perfect storm, really, wasn't it? You took the words right out of their mouth there. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. Um, and what an achievement for, for John Coleman and Jimmy Bell as well. What an absolute fantastic achievement. 20 years at one club. Well, um, no, they, they, it, 20 years um, since they first yeah, they arrived. The they, it did go to Rochdale yeah. briefly. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. so it's 20 well, years over two terms then, which is still massive. <laughs> still amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just enormous. It's enormous and it's fantastic. And I'm, you know, look, I'm really pleased for Accrington. I'm, I'm disappointed, desperately disappointed that we lost, obviously. Um, and, and we lost that unbeaten run as well. But, um, yeah, fair play to them. They deserve what they got that. They deserve what they got on, uh, on Sunday, without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, he actually went to Rochdale and Southport and Sligo Rovers, which I was didn't know about in 2014. I was surprised at that. Um, yeah, but to put some more meat on the bones, he took over Accrington when they were in the Northern Premier First Division. So what's that? Four, five, six, seven, about the eighth tier of English football, he took over Accrington. And he was coming back into the Football League and, and everything else. So, yeah, well done, Accrington. Uh, and the setup of yeah, got Danny... Uh, we 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 got down there earlier. We were we were in tent for about half twelve. I know you got down there earlier as well. It's a fantastic setup and just a great club. Yeah, it is. I um I sort of wish other football clubs were a bit like mm. that. But then you'll get the um, the idiots at some clubs that will spoil a mixed fan zone. Um, yeah. but what we had Crinton, it, it was great. You know, they had live music on, good pre match music as well. Because uh, that video of the away fans singing "Sweet Caroline" that is fierce. That's incredible. Um. But because it's in Accrington and they are surrounded by some bigger clubs, you know, like they've got Blackburn, Wigan and Preston quite close by. Um, I think that's why they're able to, you know, get away with it because they want yeah. as many people to come as possible. But also we let you enjoy the the experience. Like I noticed that some Burnley fans went because, them, yeah, uh, <clears> that <throat> yeah, they went and just went to enjoy the football. Um, but with a club of, um, of Accrington's uh, size fan base wise, it makes it a rocking atmosphere when the away side have half, nearly half the ground, yeah. but are still in tune with the Accrington fans in terms of the pre-match stuff. Mm. You know, it it, it, it were it were a great day. That regardless of the result, it was a really good away day, and I think the EFL should make regional away days, um, regional games on Boxing Day more of a thing. I know they've done it because of COVID this year, and a lot more teams are playing like north north v north, south v south sort of thing. But it should be a thing that we see more because it adds mm. more atmosphere to a game and just a brilliant time, really. Good boxing day. Yeah. The tent thing were amazing. I loved it. I yeah, it was great. Yeah. Brilliant, Mick. And, the, and, the, and to be fair, when we I went to MK Dons this year, I had a pint in the ground. It was the one of the worst pints I've ever had. <laughs> the beer at Akron to me were lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh mate, yeah, I had a part of that uh, that bit of it they had on that it's some sort of um, celebratory brew for for, for Coleman and, and the like. Oh mate, it was gorgeous. It's just a shame I was driving because <laughs> I had a few of them. I would have been uh, I spent most of the game in the toilets. <laughs> I mean, a wee like, but uh, nevertheless, it was, it was glorious, lovely, lovely beer. Pies aren't half bad as well. Oh, I had a steak yeah. and pepper pie, and oh, it were incredible. It better than. Fun. Better than the um, the burnt bottom puckers that we get in the north stands, you know. <laughs> it, oh, it was it were amazing this pie. So full pie and pint review, Accrington, you've done very well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Amazing, yeah, hats off. It's like it was like a like a, a good a good night out, wasn't it? I mean, mm. you got I'd go pie chips and peas and a, and, a, and a glorious pint and some live music. <laughs> what yeah. more do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, three points would have been nice, right? But other than that, <laughs> yeah. And we got we got there early. Ronnie Moore was still waiting outside to get in. I mean, we didn't say hello to him because we're all a bit shy. But Ronnie saw Ronnie Moore as we went in, uh, which were nice. So yeah, a good day, a good day. Which other than result, Ronnie would have probably. Ronnie would have probably told us to do one because we didn't make him uh, game striker title in uh, in our greatest eleven. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know whether he's got face on a little bit of ways for that. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't. You never know. If you're listening, Ronnie, I'm sure we he are. Sorry. Please come and talk to us. <laughs> I'm the word manager. <laughs> oh, you best best manager. Yeah, you go. You won the best manager title. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still frustrated. I'm still down about the the the, the loss, but it's okay. I, I said to um, I saw Susan Peel Twitter, so I said on the way back to our to our car yesterday, it's okay to lose games of football. It's going to happen. We are going to lose games of football. Um, the test is, as as we've all mentioned, what happens now. So now in going to link a game, are we going to fold? Are we going to try to do the same thing again and fold again, or are we going to go again and get that momentum building? From I think we're going to get that momentum building again. So let's move on. Anything else you'd want to pick from the equity game before we move on? There's some Lincoln chat. Uh, I think the. Uh... Yeah, I've got just just one thing from me. I... Go on, Mick. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, Danny. Sorry. I've got a delay on my uh, <laughs> my line from co-op. Obviously, that co-op is stopping my Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, yeah, one just one thing from me. I, I did notice at the end of the game, and, and for me, this absolutely sums up Rotherham United Football Club for me. Uh, Tony Stewart was stood at the tunnel end and shook every single player's hand as he left the pitch. Mm. Um, and I just thought that was absolutely fantastic. For me, that is what you call that's. If you look up leadership, the definition of leadership is dictionary. That's what it should show. That is absolutely top draw. Yeah, I think so. Um, the one thing I was going to say is I think um, some fans' criticism of Chio in that game was a little like like we've said he was probably at fault for the goal, but mm. to say he's been off pace and he doesn't really do anything. Um, saying, really saying that. Yeah, they, they were stood around me saying <sighs> that, oh, saying he, he, he's he's not a good winger. He's only got pace, and that's it. I mean, I all you need to do is. Yeah, other than other than the, the other than giving yeah. well being at fault for the goal, sort of he had a good game. He was still running the channels, and he's he is the best winger. And Rotherham United glasses on, he is the best winger in this league. Um, and all you need to do is look at the uh, the stats that people put up. You know, he's running in the channels, balls into the box, and being a winger isn't all about creating and uh, creating a chance and getting assists. You know, mm. if I've said this in podcast before, Chio has the ability to pull one or two players away to try and deal with him, but he's got the pace to beat yeah. him, which he showed in the game, and he just create chances. And to call him, just to call him, well, I won't repeat the word because we're live, but to call him really poor is a bit unjust. Yeah. And I think it's it might be frustration at the game that's boiled over, but at the end of the day, he'll always be a better winger than you are. So I think you need to keep <laughs> your opinions to yourself. <laughs> I, I thought most of the good play we had came down the right hand side. Yeah, I, thought, I, I, I think I, when Miller came I on, tried to it force was us down the left, didn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, and then when yeah. Miller came, and you brought Miller on, and then we went down the left hand side. But yeah. I have noticed that the, the the wingers are a little bit scared of the heavy challenge, but that's because they're running at pace. And then if they get clattered by the defender, you are going to be a bit scared of being yeah. clattered, aren't you? Uh, especially with Mikel because it's his first spell out from being injured by trying to beat a player, you know. But and that's why I brought Ferguson into it. But you know, just to, just to call him the word that the individuals used is very. How do I describe it? Uncouth, shall we say? You know, childish. because childish, that's the good word. Childish, mate. Yeah. To say that is a bit childish. And, you know, and, and Chio has been one of our star players this season, one of the number of star players. And he's so in touch with our fan base. You know, did you see him? I don't know. I don't know if you were there, Bennett. When, when they came out from the kick from the first, from the tunnel for the, for the start of the game, did you see a smile on Chio's face when he saw fans? Yeah. Have you seen amazing. his. Um, his um, team uh, team photo, him, him in the team photo, no. he's got biggest smile I've ever seen. I thought it was one of the white seats, but he's got this massive smile on his face. It's, it's ace. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can't I, believe I, didn't hear it. I just cannot believe that. I can't believe that anybody, anybody at all, with any sense whatsoever, would criticise Chio. I, I just can't believe it. And, and if, if, that, if, if that is you and you've got the view that, you know, he doesn't bring a great deal to the team, then you really do need to give your head a wobble or watch a bit more football and learn how it's played because, I mean, that is just the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Absolutely yeah, stupid, in my view. We're sitting off so, now, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know, but come I'm on. to go home and stop watching if you have that opinion. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I, I'm gonna put, it down, right, I'm gonna, right. yeah. gotta put it down to frustration. Yeah, you gotta put down to frustration. And it, it sounds like we're being really defensive on somebody we've never met's behalf, but that's because this is what we believe. We're not just saying it because we're trying to get good favour with club or whatever. I genuinely believe Chio had a decent game on Saturday. I, yeah. I will not agree with anybody that says he didn't. That's football, isn't it? Uh, Chio, come on, on the podcast and sign a new contract, please. We've we've picked you up. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> Please come on the podcast, but then don't lose the game after. <laughs> Sign your contract, come on the podcast, but make sure the game's already been called off because of whatever reason. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a couple of bits to talk about in general before we get to Lincoln game. It's the first time we've had to chat about the bar last episode. Now, <laughs> if you haven't watched that episode already, you need to go watch it. Uh, because it's an hour and 40 minutes of your life that we will make you feel better. Um, it was madness, Danny. The the whole thing, his mum were brilliant and an in popping yeah. up. This was all crazy and, and brilliant. Thanks to them both, really. Yeah, thanks to them both. They were both fantastic. I mean, a lot of people on my away day bus um, said that, that episode were, were fantastic. You know, to have his mum on and then all surprised by um, is here as well. Um, it, it were incredible, and <laughs> my mum's watched it back, and she says, as soon as we all sort of click on that Dan's going to come in, we're all like, we all have like sparkles in our eyes, like, oh my god, he's here! You know, we were all a bit fan struck, especially Ben because he didn't talk. Um, but yeah, that were a great episode, and the Victor episode as well. That were fantastic because I've watched a bit of that back, and Victor's a really good chat. You know, to say he's not really as media aware as some players, mm. shall we say? Um, it, it, it were brilliant to talk to. Granted, he swore and we had to cut it out, but at the same, <laughs> but but at the same time, it were a brilliant talk to him. And 
I think it, where, if Victor does sign a new contract and we want him here, I think he's definitely a candidate for a um, a post or a pre-season chat. Yeah, you know, you know that that could be worked out the same way. Um, we Dan, he'd be a good post or pre-season chat as well. Um, but yeah, but thanks to everybody who were involved in making that happen. Uh, thanks to the IUFC who sent the initial DM to Alison. So thank you, and uh, and thanks to Alison for you know getting Dan in as well. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely. Um, and the Victor one, mate, that I mentioned. My favourite bit of the Victor episode is him calling Ben Hart for not speaking. That's the best <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best bit for me is, is when he's talking about not getting his injuries wet in the shower. I mean, it's just, that just for me just shows how mad goalkeepers are. They are absolutely yeah. bonkers. And and and, then, and he, just, uh, he just lived up to that hype, didn't he? Yeah. What, what a lad. What an absolute gem he is. And I tell you what, I'd love to talk to him kind of off air because I bet he's got some a hell of a lot of stories that he could tell. Yeah. What a... What a I love him to bits, and and you know we all love him. We loved him before that, before we even spoke to him, you know, and and the fans do as well. And 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 he's just he's just made it, he's just made it even better, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, he's great, top lad. In, in that podcast as well, we talked about um, how Victor doesn't have his own chant, right? Yeah, they got now, a song, didn't they? Got yeah, one. you got to know who started the song. Were it you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. <laughs> in, in my in my drunken wisdom, I've come up with it. Um, I won't do a rendition because I'm a bit shy about the singing. Um, but yeah, okay, I came up with it. It's, it's basically the same Gareth Southgate song, um, but with Southgate, we played with uh, Johansson, and everyone just turned around to me and went, "What well, good that!" <laughs> so I, I I really hope it sticks. I hope it sticks, and I'm going to try and sing it against um, against Bolt um, against Lincoln because he's in with all he's within audio range of me then. So I hope he hears it. <laughs> well, if you've got it on vlog, when that's out, probably tomorrow, I assume. We'll be able to yeah, on tomorrow own. morning, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I hope I have got we'll it. I haven't checked my footage through yet, but <laughs> I, I, I hope I've got it. If if not, then first rendition in the Lincoln vlog. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and thanks to the club and Sam Todd for trusting us to speak to your player. I know when, when, the, when Victor comes on, if Victor says something, he could get himself in trouble. Uh, obviously, with the FA and things such as that, so thanks mm. for the trust in us, and uh, hopefully, listeners and viewers will get some more players on in future. Or Victor and Dan back on, or, or Woody maybe in future. Mm. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, before we get to the Lincoln game, let's address the elephant in the room in terms of the Bolton game. Uh, now, the Bolton have had another game postponed. Their game on Wednesday, I can't remember it's against now, but anyway, it's been postponed. Um, and there's obviously the worry that because they've had two games postponed because of COVID, that they could then get the New Year's Day postponed as well. Now, by my calculations, which are not very good, obviously, it should be okay. So they announced on the 21st of December that they their Boxing Day game was off. So at worst, they confirmed all their case on the 21st of December. And nowadays, it's only a seven-day isolation period, assuming you test negative which would take us to the 28th, which would take us tomorrow, which would give, what, three or four days before the first? Mm. Even if it, even if it's two more days, let's call it the 30th. For me, that should still be played on the first. So hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, the New Year's game should be on. Obviously, we'll hear something in the next few, mm. next few days. Yeah, you would uh, have Danny thought if the, majority, 
Sorry, carry on, Matt. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yeah, what, from what you've heard, oh, right. what you know about these things, is that sound about right? Yeah, I think if the majority of their infections, shall we say, came from round about the 21st of December, round about that time, and it's only a week's isolation now, they should probably have 14, including a goalkeeper, at minimum, ready for New Year's Day. Uh, it's just depending on how, much, how many injuries they've got in the camp, which I think, mm. per personally... I think it's a very loose uh, criteria to say, or oh, COVID cases and injuries. It's like, well, if, if they stubbed the toe or if they strained the hamstring, you know, what what do you define as an injury? You know, yeah. that could be something that clubs play with. Um, but if it's just COVID that they've had in their camp, then they should technically be all right for New Year's Day. Uh, and, and if not, we don't have to wait long until the next game, which is only on 4th of January, so it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, might be a good time to play them if they've still got some COVID. So, anyway, that's... Mm. Well, by the time we do... Oh, oh, don't, oh, don't say that. We didn't, Last time we said that, we drew with Oxford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget what I just said. Forget that. <laughs> cut it out, quick. In yeah. the published one, cut it out. Nobody heard that, right? No, you didn't. <laughs> um, so, let's move on. Lincoln City... Come to town. Um, it's going to be our 99th meeting um, of Lincoln. We've beaten them 50 times out of, that 90, out of the 98 so far. We've not beaten a team more than Lincoln in our history. So, that's, again, good records. Um, their recent record is horrendous, though, Mick. They now find themselves only a few points outside the relegation zone, um, which I'm truly shocked. But when we played them in September, I think they were around mid-table. But there was an assumption, certainly from me, and I think from most football fans in this league, that they would be fine. They're now two points of relegation, which seems crazy, really. Yeah, it, it does a little bit, because they were a decent side when we played them, weren't they? But, you know, they're in a bit of a rebuilding stage, aren't they, I think, you know, in terms of manager and everything else. So, you know, they're not going to get it right straight away. Um so maybe it's a good time to play them. I don't know. It, it really, we're at a stage now where we, 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 we can't worry too much about the opposition. We know pretty much what the teams are going to, uh, our teams are going to play against us. You know, we've all had a chance to have a look at each other, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so it's just a question of how we how we line up now and, and what our attitude is and, and our mental state and everything else, I think. Um, we know... And, that, and, the, and the club and the, the squad know that they're good enough to beat anybody in this division. Um, they've, they've already shown that. So, mm. yeah, it's going to be another tough game, another difficult game. And, and I think, obviously, the fact that we've lost this unbeaten run now will add a little bit more um, pressure, I guess, to the game. Um, so, it's, how do we deal with it, you know? Um, mm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I would like to see us come out all guns blazing on uh, on Wednesday night. Absolutely, all guns blazing, um, and let's just let's just knock stuffing out of them in, in the first twenty minutes. Um, we are capable of doing that, and I'd I'd like to see that. You know, let's uh, let's set our stall out now and get another twenty-one games unbeaten. Mm. I'll take us to yeah. end the season, won't it, more or less? <laughs> just about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um... yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't beat them at home in the league for a while. I mean, this is because they were in non-league for quite some time. The last time we beat them in the league was in 2010 at Don Valley. So, so technically, we've never beaten them at New York in the league. I think we've only played once. 
So, you know, that's just a rubbish stat. But we beat them in the League Cup in 2017. Yeah. Um, we then lost to them when the Cowleys were in charge. And that was the last time. We've played them three times since then, all of them at Sinsel Bank. So um, but that was Alfie and Ryan Creswell that scored the goals on that day back then. Um, they are, you mentioned them being in bad run, Danny. They lost on, on Boxing Day. They were 2 0 up inside 10 minutes against MK Dons and went on to lose 3 2. That's the sign of a team that are down there, isn't it? That they, that's not that's really, really not a good sign for them. I know MK Dons are a decent team, but they're not amazing. No, and, and I mean, when we say they're not amazing, they are in a bad run of form at the minute. And I think their last win was against Wigan. You know, so yeah, well, yeah. so so even though they're in a bad run, if you can still beat a team that is now eyeing up top of the league with our mm. loss to Accrington, to be the last team was it? Are they the last team to have beaten Wigan? I mean, if they're not the last team, the last they must be like second last team to beat Wigan. Um, but yeah, to have that accolade, but then go on an atrocious run of form, um, doesn't really do them a service because when they played us, they were really good, but. Is that testament to how poor we were after the Fleetwood game before we, we cracked on? Don't know. But yeah. with with Lincoln, it, I don't want to sound like the cliche football fan going, oh, it's the perfect time to play them, that they're in a bad run of form and we've just had uh, a knock to our brilliant run of form. But it sort of is. Yeah. Isn't it? It, it, it could be a very good recovery game, but that's not really doing Lincoln a good, um, a good service because they have got one of the best goalkeepers in the league in Josh Griffiths. Which is, a, mm. and I think, is an England youth international, or at least he was. Uh, and he pulled off some absolute blinders when we played yeah, them as game, well. Yeah, he had a great game. So, personally, I don't really know what's gone wrong with Lincoln. I mean, um, they've still got Anthony Scully in the goals. Um, he's still a danger, say, with the lad on loan from Man City who scored against us. Mm. Um, but yeah, and they seem. Well, the noise their players are making seem to say they are up for a victory at Rotherham. That's what Conor McGrandall said to their press. A little bit bigoted from Conor McGrandall's, I will admit. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, they, they sort of have to have that opinion. You know, if they're playing top of the league and top of the league have just lost to a team that are more or less at the same level as them, you, you will be up for it, won't you? It's, it's human nature to be up for something like that. But I think it is more down to us to improve on the Accrington game rather than Lincoln to step up against us. The ball must be in our court to step up to Lincoln and you know like like, like Mick says give them a, a good a good doing. Uh, whether or not we do that is uh remains to be seen because it'll be one of them games where like yeah we've not beaten them at New York and they're in a bad run of form and of course we'll lose to them, you know. Yeah. That's the pessimist in me, but you know it's nailed <laughs> on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, ref watch, we have Andy Haynes as the referee, uh, or scheduled referee. These were all part before Christmas, so these these could change. Uh, he refereed us this season against Wimbledon. Huh, um, right. He booked Victor Johansson. So I assume he booked at the time. Oh, is, is that the one where he got booked in the first half for yeah. doing nothing? Oh. Yeah, I think so, yeah. They're going to make that's another... Referee that Victor's bad books that he's playing again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. At least he didn't come out of it with any injuries. True. Oh, he nearly came out with Saturday, didn't he? He came out another one Saturday where he uh, clashed with a massive centre forward and they claimed for a penalty somehow. That was crazy. No, that, was, that was silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting, Make It is. 
it's not the biggest game of the season because we're playing Lincoln, but it it's almost the biggest game since we played Lincoln because it's a test of our character. It's a test of how we are going to pick it with us. When we lost last time, we picked it up and picked up. We should have beat Lincoln last time. Let's be right about it. Well, if, they had, if they had a different keeper, we'd have beat Lincoln. It's the same again. How are we going to react to losing yeah. again? It's, it's a massive game for us. Yeah, it is. We're, but they're all big games, aren't they? They're all big games because we're top of that league. So if they're not big games for us, they're all big games for the opposition. They're all going to raise the game. Um, maybe like Accrington, I don't know whether they did raise the game or not. But um, you know, the teams are going to do that. They want to knock us off our perch um, at the top of the league. That's just that's just football. That's how it is. So we've got to be up for it. But I know I keep saying it on. I say it again and again and again. Play to our 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 abilities. Play to our strengths. There's nobody in this league that can touch us. Yeah, you're probably right. Um. Yeah, so we talked about changes, Danny, midfield and strikers. If you're put your Paul Warren mask on, um, <laughs> where, are you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 what changes are you making? Because I assume we've lost, so are you, are you, do you assume there's going to be changes? Um, yeah, I think so. I think more just for a shaking it up, and because mm. it's a midweek game, and we've probably got another game on Saturday against a team that's in the same position as well and another team that will be up for this time getting revenge on us you know with Bolton with with Bolton um yeah I, I would make changes I'd keep victory in goal and dependent on how Reg is and if we're going to risk him Wednesday or saving for Saturday or whatever um probably Harding Wood in Equay again um and then for me I think the shake-up should be one of them should be in midfield I'd personally take Ben out and put Lindsay in, mm. um, just just to give Ben a rest, you know, because I think he he has he's like he's right Rathbone, but he doesn't have the um, the stamina level that Rathbone has. Yeah. But he's been doing the same sort of job, uh, so I think Ben just needs to rest, not for not because he's played atrociously or anything, just to like rest him, you know, and, and keep him on for Bolton because Bolton will have a horrid time with him on Saturday if he yeah. plays against them. Uh, so I'd bring uh, Lindsay in. Um, Possibly a Dauphin, but I'd like to think Barlasa would will step up against Lincoln uh, as well. Um, keep Chio on the right hand side. Potentially bring Miller in on the left hand side, so it causes them no end of problems on both flanks. Yeah. Um, and then probably take Freddie out and put Grig in again, just to shake it up a little bit. Not a disservice to Freddie or anything, but just to shake it up. Sometimes in football, you need just to take a few people out, shake it up, and. Um, and sometimes it does bring you bring you joy shaking it up because and, and as well because we've lost a shake up's what ne- what's needed. You now if you're winning, you don't change the win- winning formula. But when that winning formula brings you a loss, you shake it up a little bit. Mm. No, shake it up, yeah. make people step up, to win the shirt back, sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. And also, mate, you've got to bear in mind we we haven't played well in a couple of games. Yeah, I know. Yes, fine, we've been unbeaten, and yes, we've won the games, and that's a good sign. But We've not we we haven't played amazing for five games. Lost one. We've been a bit shod shoddy. Right word, maybe not, but there's been off some pace, I think. off pace. Yeah, there's been we've been off pace for maybe two or three games, mate. So that backs up maybe the need for a change or two. That's not not a change seven players, but a change or two might might make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm with Danny. I, I think Danny's absolutely, absolutely nailed on there. Um, I, I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I can't add anything to what he's just said. You know, uh, I, I, other than I, I don't see Dan Barley's for Dan Barley's uh, Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Alison. Um, <laughs> being dropped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I think he. He was. He was. A little bit anonymous on Saturday, but that wasn't his fault. He wasn't allowed to get into the game. Um, but but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm with Danny 100% there. Hmm. Check it up. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think we've just about got there. Uh, and there's a couple of minutes left for Mick to nip to the shop before it closes at nine. Is there anything else, Danny, you want to <laughs> touch on mention uh, before we let Mick go his beer? Um, just the you know we said that John Coleman's been at Accrington over two spells for twenty years now. Um, I believe at the end of this season will be Paul Warren's fifteenth year with Rotherham. Um, I think anyway because we were here ninety nine to oh five as a player, then oh nine to twelve as a player, and then when I know he's been I know he's been here over fifteen years because after he be after he was here as a player, he was a fitness coach, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, so he, so he's getting close to twenty years then. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been forever. I, I, I suspect there's well, it's one of those things that I suspect the club would like to do a celebration. But Paul one doesn't strike me as a type of person who would want a celebration mm. of twenty years in charge. I don't know. Could be wrong, um, but he does deserves a lot of credit. I tell you what, you know that. Looking at his face as he walked off that pitch on Saturday afternoon, on the Sunday afternoon, uh, he definitely didn't want a celebration, did he? He was absolutely furious. <laughs> he was not a happy bunny. Oh, that, that's uh, just reminded me of something else as well. That carry on, that, Mike. That, that, all I'm going to say is that's really good to see because mm. that's not the Paul Warren that, that was the manager in the Championship last season. He's got something about him. I've said it before. We've said it before. He's got something about him this season that that really is it, something stoked the fire in him, hasn't it? Mm. You know, um, and 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 it's absolutely great to see his team plays in that fashion when they're on song. They play with some proper fire in the bellies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, just to interject again. The thing that he's reminded me of. Um, he's more criticism on Twitter because Rotherham fans obviously like a moan when we've lost, right? right? And it was criticism of Paul Warren and when they've watched the um, as per and um, when they've watched the re uh, the replay, it's uh, John Coleman barking orders at his team and Warren is just stood there with we're just a cup of tea and it's like oh it sums up the difference between the managers. Warren isn't the oh, fella man. to bark orders oh, at his team. That's Richie Barker's job because Richie Barker is like a terrier and he does that. But Paul Warren's the sort of guy who stands and studies the game. He's almost like a Bielsa. I can't believe I've just compared Paul Warren to Marco Bielsa. But <laughs> he's, better than, he's, he's like, better than Bielsa. Yeah, he's like, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't lose by millions to Man City when they're in the same league. Um, but but yeah, but Paul Warren is more of the studier of the game and he talks to his players at half-time and full-time and they go through it like, what went wrong? What do you think? But to see him walking off the pitch, absolutely furious. I'm surprised the cup of tea didn't get poured on the players when they went into the dressing room. So I mean, it's a good job he finished it. Um, but yeah, but you can tell from the expression on Paul Warren's face and the expression on Woody's face, people got a battering in that dressing room, but not in the sense of with Alex Ferguson throwing air dryer and shoes at people mm. in a sense of they've gone in and gone, you well, haven't done well. Tell me what went wrong. Like, like a teacher does or a parent does, you know, they don't yeah. necessarily have a go at you. The, 
they want you to explain themselves and then they'll tell you where everything went wrong, which I'm sure is what they've done in probably training today or tomorrow. Um, but to criticise Paul Warner about how he stands as a manager on the touchline, give off her. Go away. No, shush. Go away. Go sit, go sit I, in the corner. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I, I wonder about some people, you know what I mean? Oh, he didn't shout. All right. Great. Yeah, and... He's still told some... what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what that says to me, and I might be wrong, but that says to me he trusts his players. Yeah. He doesn't feel the need to constantly get out of them. And from an Accrington point of view, I, John Cullen's doing it because Accrington have to be in a constant state of improvement. They have to, because that's the type of club they are. They've got to get these players in to improve these players to potentially sell on like Dion Charles is going to potentially going to Bolton. We're not at that stage now in our progression. We're at a stage where everybody in this team should know their job because they've been here for quite a long time. So mm. there's no need to be barking orders all the time. It does, it, and we, we've all seen it. We know he does sometimes. Yeah. There's no need to be telling them that Chio should be marking this guy or Woody should be marking. They know what they're doing. They've got a good idea of what they're doing. And I'll repeat what I said earlier. It's okay to lose. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's going to happen. Sometimes a team will play better than us or they will get lucky. Yesterday, they probably played better than us and maybe got a little bit lucky as well. Maybe yeah, I was about to say they got a bit lucky. So... If you are, if you, if, if anyone out there is seriously complaining about Paul Warren not shouting at his players, come on, guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <sighs> Mick, Listen, mate, you, you can't fix stupidity, can you? <laughs> you can't fix stupidity. Mick said that, not me and Matt. I mean, I mean come on. We, we, we said it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I'll stick my head above parapet. I mean, come on. Like I said earlier on here, none of us know what we're talking about. None of us are none of us are qualified to to, to really have that sort of an opinion on uh, well any sort of opinion on it really. Are we? You know, we just we just football fans. But to come out with such stupidity like that, I mean, you do have to it question is, whether they yeah. flipping ground. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. There you go. I know the club recently announced that we're not doing COVID passes because we've limited the capacity to nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. That's complete finessing from the club, so fair play. But at the same time, instead of having COVID passes, I think we should have worn criticism passes, where, the, where it goes, have you criticised Paul Warren on Twitter? Scroll through. Yes, you have. You're not getting in. <laughs> that sounds a little bit um, authoritarian, but it'll be funny, won't it? <laughs> yeah. I think, I, think, I think it's all right to criticise him, though. It's the, it's the things you criticise him yeah, yeah. for. If it makes a yeah. bad substitution, I think that's fine. If you've got reason behind it, to say he's crap because he didn't shout his players is stupid. Go on, mate. Ah, oh, you're, you're you're absolutely right. You know, it, when you're in a job like that, you're, you're open to criticism. You know, and 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 fans will always criticise, but criticise for something that, that that's worth criticism. Not, I mean, it's just ah, God, damn it, man. Just get your head a wobble, or don't bother coming to games, please. <laughs> And then get off social media. There should be there should be some sort of stupidity filter on social media, shouldn't there? You know. I mean, it, to be fair, to be fair, I wouldn't be on it. I'd I'd, I'd, be, I'd get an immediate ban as well. But nevertheless, you know what I mean. Just just think about it before you put your finger on your phone and start typing. Mm. Every phone should have a built-in breathalyzer, and you have to have a breathalyzer before going on social media. And if you're too drunk, you can't go on Twitter or Facebook. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just on, just on that, I will say losing 
not badly, but losing in a poor way and then going on a run is a characteristic of Paul Warren's tenureship. Uh, I remember a few years ago, I think it was the playoff winning season. I think we had a bad loss at Charlton where we lost 2-0 or something like that. And it was a really poor performance. Then we went on a run. If you look at the Fleetwood game this season, we lost to Fleetwood. We then went on a run. I think in 2019-20, we lost, we lost to Donny. We lost 2-1 to Donny. And again, a, a poor performance. Mm. Then we went on a run. These things are going to happen. And it's, I, I've mentioned this. We, we could mention this to a blowing face. It's about how you react. And yeah. as, a, as a general rule, we, we're, now, we're now at a point where we can look at Paul Warren's tenureship and go, this has happened in the past, so this might happen in the future. We're now in a situation where we go, if you look at what, ha what has happened in the past, there is a good chance we will pick straight back up. Now, mm. you know, you all string me up after, when we lose 2-0 to Lincoln on, on Wednesday. <laughs> but based on history, there's a decent chance we will put in a good performance. Um, yeah. That's just an observation that I, I, I have. Who knows? Let's wait and see. Yeah, we shall. We'll wait and see. Uh, I'm done. Danny, are you done? Uh, yep, I've said my piece. Uh, I'm now going to go and have a large whiskey in my cup of tea again. <laughs> Mick, anything else you want to add? What beer are you buying? Carlsberg? Uh, it's probably Carlsberg, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Assuming that it's still open now, you've run it past five, nine o'clock. You know, we'll it's see. Wales as well. It's different rules, isn't it? So you never know. Mm. So. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you everybody who's watching and listening uh, I hope you've enjoyed last of the Bar Lasser episodes with Mother and Son I hope you've watched the Victor one and enjoyed the Victor one because they're, they're both worth if you haven't watched them already I cannot recommend them enough I know we were involved in them so I might sound a bit biased they were brilliant both of them were brilliant you should watch both of them I, re I highly recommend them um, and if you haven't subscribed please subscribe on YouTube iTunes Spotify Spotify now claim you can give us a five-star rate. I haven't worked out how to do it yet, but if you can find out how to do it, please do give us a five-star rate. And apparently, after you've listened to an episode, it should ask you if you want to rate us. If you do, please do give us a five-star rate. Um, if it doesn't let you, don't worry about it. Uh, we just appreciate you listening to us. Uh, we will be back. We're back normal. From now on, it's back to normal. I know this is a bit later than normal, but we're back on Thursday night to review the Wednesday night game, and then Sunday and so on and so on. Um, so I hope you enjoyed Danny, it's been a pleasure, and we'll see you all again in a couple of days' time. Yep, see you hopefully at the Lincoln game. Uh, and if not, I will see you when I see you. And thank you, everybody, for listening and putting up with our rants and ramblings about football. As we say, we're not professionals, but we like to think we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the fun we like to pretend... Uh, we like to pretend this is a team meeting, post-game team meeting. That's why I, I prepare myself as a team. That's what, that's what I do, anyway. So. <laughs> uh, and Mick, thank you for joining us. I enjoy Wales. I, I assume it's going to be cold, and I hope the beer is nice and cold for you. No, it's, yeah, mate, it's lovely and warm here at the moment. Eight degrees, not raining, it's lovely. Just one thing I would say about the... We're up at about 425 subscribers now, and we're coming up to New Year's Eve on... Uh, on Saturday, last New Year's Eve, I remember tweeting out asking people to subscribe to the YouTube channel so we could get up to 50 subscribers. Yeah, we did, uh, wow! And so within a year, you know, we've we've it's come a long way, and people have people have sub subscribed, and, and and it's great that people are are enjoying what we do, and just three and sometimes four idiots talking nonsense about about our club. It would be great to be able to get up to 450 by by this New Year. So. Uh, 
if anybody's parents, if anybody's mums and dads aren't subscribed yet or whatever, please get us up to four fifty. That would be brilliant if we could do that for uh, for New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah, and we are a family friendly podcast as well. So if you're on YouTube and your kids got a tw- got a YouTube account, subscribe through them as well because there's no adult content or anything like that. It's all it's all nice and good. So yeah, for that as well. Uh, and we'll be back next. You know, so we've got we've got stuff we want to do for next year. We want to get more players on. We want to get more former players, current players, managers. We will. The way I think about this podcast is, I I'm doing stuff I would want to listen to. I'd want to hear from Peter mm-hmm. Hansen. I want to hear from Richard Wood. So I assume all the fans do as well. That's my assumption. I might be wrong. Um, and as always, any feedback you, you want to give us, we do take it on board. You know. Twitter, Facebook, rufcpod at gmail.com is our email. Any feedback you want to give us, positive or negative, as long as it's constructive, um, let us know. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we do all appreciate it. We're not in the year yet, so we'll do an end of the year review next episode probably. But thank you, everybody. Uh, and we'll see you Thursday. Thursday night, Friday morning for your podcast listeners. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Ravel, ambitious.